Hello and welcome again to Not Just a Rainbow Podcast. Today Catherine is as usual with you and we are going deep into the next uncovered topic. I hope you enjoy my project and please, share my podcast with your friends. It will help me to discover new topics about LGBTQ plus society. Okay. Let's start. Mike Johnson's election to Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives has repeatedly revealed his unwavering stance against the LGBTQ community. Most recently, he shared the common notion that the Roman Empire was brought down due to homosexuality. For years, homophobic people have been repeating the myth that the ancient Roman Empire was overly queer, leading to its downfall. However, historians have debated the truth of this allegation. While most of them agree that some degree of homosexual activity was tolerated in Rome, there is still much disagreement on the extent of acceptance. Regardless, it is widely agreed that the LGBTQ plus community did not cause the fall of the Great Empire. Throughout the Roman Empire, same-sex behavior had a strong correlation with social classes, who was doing what to whom. Ancient history specialist Ollie Burns describes in a 2021 blog post for the University of Birmingham, for a free Roman man, engaging in any form of sexual activity with a male slave, former slave, prostitute, or actor was not viewed as an issue, however, intercourse with another man of the same social class would be viewed as a major taboo, as being penetrated was seen as a sign of femininity and an affront to a man's dignity and social standing. Clearly, the gods would not approve. Harry F. Ray, a gay Scottish author, declared in a 2020 blog post that in ancient Rome, homosexual relations were accepted, so long as the man was not a bottom. In his words, it was normal to have sexual relations with other men, slaves, prostitutes, or other non-citizens. The issue for Romans, unlike for the Greeks, was whether or not the man was a bottom or a top. He went on to point out that regardless of the sex of the partner, too much sexual activity or bottoming was not viewed favorably. Burns and other scholars have observed that homosexuality was not perceived as an identity in ancient Rome. Burns discussed how Latin has no words for homosexuality or heterosexuality, suggesting that the Romans could have adopted Mike Johnson's view that being gay is something one does, not something one is. However, modern people who are part of the LGBTQ community and their allies know that this is an erroneous concept. Burns suggested that teenage boys were the most appropriate partners for mature men, and referenced the possible tragedy of the death of Antinous, a beloved of Emperor Hadrian. Though there are theories that the drowning of Antinous was not accidental, but instead a result of the fact that the young man was becoming too old to be socially accepted in the relationship, it appears unlikely that Hadrian was responsible, as he was said to be intensely grieved by Antinous's death and even deified him after his passing. It has been suggested that a number of Roman emperors had romantic involvements with people of the same gender, including Trajan, Nero, and Julius Caesar. According to Ray, there is a high likelihood that almost all of them had a same-sex relationship. Out of the 70 rulers that reigned throughout the 500 years of the Roman Empire, it can be confidently asserted that only Claudius was heterosexual. In the male-dominated society of the empire, not much is known, or speculated, about relationships between women. However, the closeness between Hadrian's wife, Sabina, and her lady-in-waiting, Julia Balbilla, has stirred up questions. As a poet, Balbilla praised the beloved figure of our queen in one of her verses. 
Francis Grew, the senior archaeology curator at the Museum of London, has even pondered if the two were lovers, as well as confidants. Elagabalus, who ruled the Roman Empire from the tender age of 14 to 18, was undoubtedly one of the most flamboyant emperors of all time. Described as a twink of their time, Elagabalus may have been non-binary or even a transgender woman. During their brief reign, they went through four marriages, once even to a male chariot driver. In addition to this, they were often seen wearing makeup, wigs, and dresses, and were known to use female pronouns. To top it all off, they offered vast amounts of money to any doctor who could perform bottom surgery on them. Elagabalus was brought to power by their own grandmother, who later ordered their assassination. Edward Gibbon's work, The History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire, painted Elagabalus as a depraved and incompetent leader, and consequently shouldered much of the blame for the fall. However, according to Ray, this is an unfair assessment. He argued that Rome was already in a state of crisis, largely due to internal ineptitude in dealing with external forces, and not due to the actions of Caracalla or Elagabalus. It was due to a succession of generals who were unable to quell their own infighting and repel the Gothic invasions from the north and east, and not the fault of a young, queer emperor who simply wanted to revel among the gladiators. Some historians have kept the idea alive that the fall of the Roman Empire was due to the presence of homosexuals. Roberto de Mattei, a conservative Italian writer and professor, brought up the topic as recently as 2011, claiming God had used the invaders as a form of retribution for the queer kingdom. He stated on a radio show that year that the entrance of the barbarians was seen as a punishment for this immoral act. It's well known that effeminate men and homosexuals have no place in the kingdom of God. The fact that homosexuality was not common among the barbarians is proof that God's justice exists through the course of history. De Mattei was met with a great deal of criticism for his statements. In the same year, he declared that the devastating earthquake and tsunami in Japan were the result of divine retribution. Ultimately, economic struggles, internal conflict, and foreign invasions are what led to the collapse of the Roman Empire, not homosexuality, according to the majority of historic experts. The end of the empire is usually dated to 476 CE. The Roman Empire had previously been divided into east and west, and the eastern section, governed from Constantinople, modern-day Istanbul, is called the Byzantine Empire and continued until the 15th century. That's all for today. I hope this episode was useful for you all. Do not forget to share my podcast with your friends and see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.